Heal Thyself. I am Jess Beffer, the founder of Jess Beffer Holistic Event Planning, and I'm excited to chat with holistic practitioners who inspire me and offer the community experiences to connect. They will share their journeys to the work that they do and leave you with tips, tools, and techniques for you to use in your own business or personal life. Today, I am chatting with Elizabeth Shear, a posture and mobility specialist with 27 years background in massage therapy, 14 years of yoga, 500 hours certified, and trauma conscious. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I like to always start off, especially when I have my friends on here, because I think that it's pretty obvious, right? The way we like talk and like know each other. Um, but I'm just really grateful that we are friends for all these years and that mm. we have beautifully had this relationship where we have supported each other, not just personally, right, but even mm -hmm. professionally. Um, so I would love for you to introduce mm. yourself to the audience and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Um, I just first want to say that I love you so much and I'm just so grateful to be connected with you and to be friends for so long and if you don't know Jessica she's just an amazing amazing human and so much fun one of my favorite dance partners too so, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. so uh yeah oh my gosh um well I grew up an athlete you know and um just very active and playing sports and being injured and playing injured. And so, you know, I became a massage therapist very young because I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> and uh, it seemed like an easy thing to do. And I didn't realize how it would shape my life. You know, we choose things not realizing like where it's going to take us. Um, but yeah, when I, when I was introduced to yoga, I actually laughed my way out of my first yoga class because they were oming and I was like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And, um, cause I was an athlete, right? Like I did all this hard and fast and strong things. Um, so when I started yoga, when I really got into it, I, I did what I did in sports. I played injured and, um, that led me to being really injured in yoga. And so my path to becoming, uh, posture and mobility specialist came out of my own injuries and every injury I've ever had has taught me really deep lessons and um, thankful I've gotten to the point now where I don't get injured anymore because I'm very present and aware and mindful about the way that I move my body and um, and it's a it's a lifestyle it's a way that I live so it's not just something that I do on my mat you know for an hour a day um, yeah and uh you know, when I was in my 30s, I was told if I didn't change the way I was moving, I was going to need a hip replacement. I had chronic back pain, low back pain, hip pain, um, to the point where I had to stop doing everything for four months. And um, in that time, I just kind of stopped doing what everybody else was telling me to do and started to listen to my body. And that's really when everything changed. Um, and during COVID, I began uh, walking barefoot and realizing that you know, my injuries and things that were bothering me were things that I was doing in my life. It was how I was sitting, standing and walking. And I was doing these things very lazy and um, allow allowing gravity to be this heavy force that just like, you know, pushes us down into the ground. And I'm realizing what I taught myself was how to use gravity as a force to actually increase bone strength and muscular strength. Um, and in that, in doing that, learning how to literally decompress my spine by activating the muscles around 
the spine around the vertebrae and learning how to increase their strength and mobility. So now what I can do is I can lift one vertebra off of the next and create more length in my body. And it's really important to do this for lots of reasons. I mean, clear reasons as far as like posture and how you feel in your body, but it's physically, but it's also like a mental thing too. So I know I'm throwing out a lot of information, but my husband um, transitioned from his body two years ago almost. And um, I felt the weight of that so strongly. Just I started to curl my body forward and kind of like protecting the heart and feeling so heavy and almost like I couldn't do this postural stuff I had been doing. And so I started to practice it even more and realizing then how intertwined posture is with our psyche and our emotional state and our mood. And so yeah, like that was a really powerful lesson. And it's something that I use today, you know, because the grief with, with death, um, it's kind of continuous and it comes up here and there in waves. And so I can feel when I go into these pockets of grief and then start to practice the posture stuff. And what I do is I make it real in the body and I practice it and I move it out of me because emotion is just energy in motion, right? So rather than talking about it. Um, yeah, I feel it. I feel it out of the body. So I've kind of said a lot of stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I want to I walk you back a little bit, but yeah. thank you for sharing all that. So yeah, yeah. let's kind of walk that through a little bit. So when we mm -hmm. talk about posture and mobility, and I, I do want to kind of revisit because it's true about emotions. And I know for me, I'll be walking on the street or I'm out and about in Atlanta and I see so many people like leaning mm -hmm. over, you know, and like, even if it's yeah. not looking at their phone, which obviously is a part of it and computer and we can kind of have that conversation, but it's an yeah. interesting thing, but because I've seen a lot of, not even older people. Yeah. I would say mm -hmm. even people in their thirties and forties and, you know, you bringing that up, I, I'm now kind of thinking in my head of like, I bet you there's a lot of emotion behind that. Mm -hmm. Right. And what's making them look down rather is really what it comes down yeah. to because I don't necessarily, obviously some might have actual physical ailments and, you know, physical disabilities mm -hmm. and all that, of course. But mm -hmm. I think some of them, it is this sense of, you know, oh, well, like, I just, I don't know. I just, maybe sometimes it's lack of confidence too, mm -hmm. you know? So sure. um, let's kind of walk through a little bit about, when you talk about posture, what is it mm -hmm. about us either emotionally or physically or from people that you've worked for that worked with, that makes us lean over? Is it the computer mm. and text? Or yeah, I would love to hear your, mm. your opinion on that. Yeah, such a good question. And there's a lot of factors that you've mentioned a few. Um, yeah, so it could be just how you're holding your body in your day, right? And we have posture before we have voice, right? You are sitting, you know, crawling, you're doing these things with your body before you can speak. So posture is the most ingrained habit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. So when we, when we're doing something all of the time, we do it in the same way all of the time. It's just, we're hardwired to do it that way. It's a mind body thing. So we just continue to do that until we become aware and acknowledge, okay, I'm doing this thing. That's probably not great for my spine or whatever. And we start to become aware and then make changes. So you've got, you've got that, right? The physical thing, then you've got the physical thing. And then 
all of us have emotions and all of us protect our heart at some point. And when we protect our heart, that natural way of protecting is we curl and round forward, which also mimics a lot of the modern postural patterns that we have with looking at our phone or being on a computer. So like that goes hand in hand. And then another thing that I've noticed working with people is um, sensitivity to light, right? So people become sensitive to light, to sunlight, and they start to like look down more than look forward and your heart follows your eyes. So if you start to look down, it's slow over time, your heart starts to go down and then it's harder to stand up tall because now you're turning off your core and you're turning off your glutes and your core and your glutes are the muscles that stabilize the pelvis and keep you standing up tall, right? And then the other aspect is what you mentioned, the confidence thing. And I noticed this in myself, you know, when you start practicing, the first step in correcting posture is becoming aware of what you're doing already. Right. So I started to notice that I'm walking and when I approach certain people, I look down and I was like, why am I doing this? Right. And it's an insecurity thing or a confidence thing, or maybe they're not going to say, I don't feel like they're going to say hi back to me. So I'm not going to look. So it became this practice of, I'm just going to look everybody in the eye. And that's what I do now. When I, when I pass people, I look them in the eye, say hello, and I'll even look up, but I never look down you know, you acknowledge it, you have to first notice it in your body and be aware of it because we can't change anything we're not willing to admit. So it's that awareness, that acknowledgement of it of, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing. And now what do I do differently? And the easiest thing to do that I tell people, number one, keep your chin parallel with the earth. Your eyeballs are meant to look down. <laughs> you don't actually have to move your face towards the floor. To, towards the ground to see if there's a booby trap in front of you, right? You can continue to keep your chin parallel, your eyes down and make sure that you're safe to walk. And what that's going to do for you, it's going to allow you to use your core because you're standing up tall, you're not crunching forward. So now you're creating more, you're allowing your balance to be better because your core, your eyes, that's all connected to your balance. So yeah, that's just that's a, well. That's a great tip right there. Thank you. I something yeah. to ask for it, but I love when it comes out. Oh man, yeah. When I'm walking around, I am so scared of falling, and it's so bad. I mean, my husband laughs all the time. He's like, "You're not an old lady," you know. And I'm like, sometimes I feel like it, but like, yeah. I mean, I've had two torn meniscus and stress yeah. fracture in my foot, and you know, yeah. knowing from what I know of when we get older, like. You know, a lot of people, when they start breaking their hips and replacements and all mm -hmm. that, like it's usually a slippery slope and not a good one, you know? Right. So I think totally. my fear has done that. And I'm sure a lot of listeners also can, can relate. And um, thank you for that because it's mm -hmm. true. Like I don't need to put my head all mm -hmm. the way down to see in front mm -hmm. of me because I am looking straight down. I mean, I feel totally. it. I know there's the tension and, you know, of course, plus, you know, with the computer. So um, yep. thank you for that. Um, I also want to yeah. touch upon too about, you know, when you became this mobility specialist, and this is, you know, your main offering, you basically also are, you're running a business, right? So I'd love to hear from you what that looks like in being, you know, your own entrepreneur, your own boss, which kind of have been for this entire time. Um, what obstacles has come up with you and, you know, doing what you love? Is there anything that has mm -hmm. inspired you to have mm -hmm. certain offerings? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so... Hmm. <laughs> Basically, so I've been doing all of this for, for quite a long time. And um, what I realized a few years ago was that I, I'm always teaching what I've been taught to teach. And my teachers are brilliant. So, um, you know, I 
wanted to always teach what they have taught me. And when I stepped back, when I got injured and I stepped, stepped away and I started to just go inside and connect with myself, I started to practice something very different than what I was teaching publicly. And so when I came back to Florida after my husband left, I just last year, 2023, I started to teach the things that I'm doing for myself and people were like blown away. So um, that was a huge shift for me because that, that was an edge for me to put myself out there in that way. And so what I've realized, and the same thing happened with massage, you know, the massage that I do is, it's very different. It's, you know, not anything that's going to be taught in a school. It's very intuitive. And my whole intention is to anchor you into your body because I believe that you have everything you need to heal. And it's all about your nervous system feeling settled. And when your nervous system is settled, you ignite your own innate healing process. So I, that's what I do. I work to help you access that space for yourself. And so it's really been um, a letting go and feeling confident in the work that I do for myself, the things that I do for myself, that that's what I share. And so, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a portal. It's been a, it's been a medicine journey of just trust and confidence in what I'm doing noticing how much I'm changing and shifting and growing and then wanting to bring that forward to just be of service. And that's my whole goal for 2024 is I am in service to the divine and that's it. And whatever's in front of me, I'm going to show up and do that. And I'm already feeling that this, um, this stepping away from trying to make things happen and just allowing the flow, I'm getting so much in the flow, like so much abundance and prosperity. People are just coming to me and finding me. So yeah, that's been a huge shift for me because I was actually going to take a job this year and it didn't, it just didn't feel, didn't feel right in my heart, um, which felt really scary to like turn down a lot of money and insert security and safety. And, but I'm, I'm a few weeks out of that, that hangover of saying no, and I'm feeling like I definitely did the right thing for myself. And I feel really uh, honestly, like so much more confident in myself and my ability to make the decisions that are good for myself. So, yeah. Sure. Well, as a friend, I love to hear that. Um, and also, yeah, when you say that, I think of the word allowing, mm-hmm. um, and I'm always reading and I can't believe it's slipping my mind about the most recent book I was reading, but she talked a lot about, oh, I know what it was, um, Dying to be Me. Um, mm. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. And this woman talks about a she had an NDE, a near, nearly mm-hmm. death experience, and mm-hmm. she has just kind of come around. And you know, she kind of connects with that too. Of like a lot of times when we're forcing things, we're actually going against what the universe mm-hmm. wants from us. So the more we push on it, the mm-hmm. more it's like whoa, you know. And actually, mm-hmm. sometimes can do the opposite as opposed to the allowing and saying, you know, this already is in flow. Let me come, let it come to me because that's what it wants to do. And I know that we have, and again, since we're friends and we've worked together before, I, yeah, I remember all those times that we're chatting on about Instagram and, oh, I don't want to <laughs> post this. And I'm like, well, you have to, you know? And, and I, I think too, you know, and obviously seeing that, you know, you're posting, but it's not your everything, right? And I'm yeah. sure you can speak and I would love to hear that. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're not having clients or, you know, mm-hmm. events aren't filling up because it is back to that, like, you know, you're doing your work, right? Definitely. Like, you know, this experience through Adam's passing through, you know, your own journey of your, your injuries, physically, mentally, right? Like, you yep. know, that this work is coming through you and you do it so beautifully. I'm so, mm-hmm. so inspired and in awe of your Thank strength you. of it. 
Um, mm -hmm. And also for, yeah, allowing it to be just that and also being true to yourself because mm -hmm. a big part too, and we'll talk about the yoga aspect of it. And I know we've had that offline of just like, this yoga and all the trainings that just are, you know, mm -hmm. getting all these yoga teachers are just coming out, coming out. And they're just like, yeah. now what, you know, like what's the business look like or, or yeah. even, yeah, going back to the injuries of, of what that is. So can you share a little bit, because I know that's a big part of what you're passionate about too, is about mobility and yoga and, and what's your take on how someone new to yoga can approach it? Do you think they should just jump into a studio? Should it be private? Is there anything that you could suggest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, so somebody that's new, I mean, it really depends on the person. I think, you know, awareness is the number one um, in anything that I do. And just being aware of your body and what you're doing and how you're holding your body. Um, I think for me, like I just jumped into yoga and I attacked it like I attacked sports. You know, it was it was a sport for me. So whatever mentality you have going into it, how you do anything is how you do everything. You're going to take that with you. So um, for me, it was fine because I started young. And so getting injured was fine. But if you're starting in your 50s or 60s and you're getting injured, it could be way worse. You know, my injuries didn't have to result in surgery. So um, it really kind of depends on you. I would say if you're if you're young and, you know, that's how you how you roll, <laughs> go for it. Um, but if you, you know, if you're if you're at a, an age where you're really wanting to take care of yourself and you're not looking to get injured and you really care about that, I would say, you know, doing, doing privates with somebody that's skillful that can understand the body and can help you understand your body the best would be, yeah, optimal for sure. Um, yeah. So we touched upon a little bit about how everything kind of got connected, right? So massage therapy, when I think about it, it's mm -hmm. like our body, obviously understanding the bone, bones and joints and ligaments and how everything's connected. And I think that really catapulted someone like you to be such an amazing teacher and facilitator to know the body. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, the yoga aspect of it comes with the yoga, whether it's the asana, physical poses. Um, and then a little bit about the trauma conscious. Like, can you talk us mm -hmm. through that, what that looks like in that lens? Hmm. So for me personally, that's what you're saying. Yes, please. Trauma conscious. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been through trauma conscious trainings. My mentor is Judy Weaver and I was under her for eight years. And so I had a lot of experience with, um, her methodology and, and it was so, so beautiful and so blessed to learn from her. And then, you know, with the, with my relationship and then with my husband leaving, you know, there was, um, an opportunity to face that for myself. And I, uh, yeah, like I actually lost my voice when he died. And so going to therapy wasn't an option. And so I had the opportunity to practice the things I had been teaching, which was somatic. And so for me, you know, trauma, the issues are in the tissues, the body keeps the score. Um, I believe that we heal trauma by being in the body, not by being in the mind. And so when we're thinking, we're not feeling. And when we're feeling, we're not thinking. So feeling the body and getting into the body is the what I found to be the most simplistic way of getting out of the head, right? And then we use the mind to feel rather than to think. So, you know, when my husband left, I was in California. I was hiking and laying in the grass and petting my dog and dancing and crying and journaling and just doing all of these somatic things. And, um, you know, that's kind of, I have, a, I have an offering that, this is what I do. Um, I teach this way and it's, 
yeah, it's for me, the process is going through emotions and, and grief. I found to be the doorway to feeling deeper emotions. Um, and so all of us have grief. We don't all have the opportunity to feel it because, you know, if we experience something young and we didn't have the capacity and then we don't have another experience that draws it out of us, um, you know, it might just stay dormant for a long time. But I always say, whenever you have the opportunity, when an emotion comes up, it's because it wants out. And so what I found to be the uh, most effective way to, to allow it to transition out is to allow it to be there, but you get yourself a set amount of time, five, 10 minutes and really be in it and feel it. And then, you know, maybe you write a little bit about it, but not too much, you know, engaging the mind. And the next thing I do is I move the body. And so you move the body through what grief feels like. And then you start to notice where you're tight and stagnant and you just allow those places to express. And so that's kind of been, yeah, my process of, um, um, yeah, I forget your question. But <laughs> about trauma it? conscious. About trauma, like what, yeah, because yeah, there's, well, there's different. <laughs> and I did have Judith, uh, Judy Weaver on here, um, I think the first season. Um, so she definitely touched upon that. And, awesome. and that's why, too, I, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, yeah. you know, I mean, I look at it from the yoga perspective of like certain mm -hmm. postures that, you know, you might kind of activate someone's trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, we talked about small T and big T and and what that looks like. But, um, but mm. yes, I just wanted you to touch upon that. And, and mm. because of those tools that you give so much to um, the community and to your clients and workshops, um, what are some of your own self-care, any non-negotiable <laughs> or daily routines that you have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I get up at 5am every day because I like to spend a lot of time doing my practices. And if I don't do that, I don't have time. So it's 5am and I get on my well I oil pull every morning and I have the sparkly white teeth because of it and it also pulls all of the toxins out of your gums and it pulls phlegm up out of your throat and your chest too so I love that. Um, so first thing I oil pull and then I get on my mat and I move consciously and I do it with some cannabis. I do a very low dose edible, super low, like three milligrams. And it really gets me anchored into my body. And it's such a beautiful way for me to start my day because I've just, I've now felt myself for an hour um, and moved in ways that are not for anybody else. It's not to create a class. It's just to feel my body. And so this for me has been beautiful in my teaching because I used to teach. If you took my yoga classes in the past, it's so crazy. I was so planned. I, everything was planned. Now I, I, I know because I'm in my body and I'm moving for myself so much that when I show up on my mat to teach, I'm going to channel whatever's needed in the space. So it's become this, I'm so confident now in showing up and, and providing and being of service because I'm serving myself first. So yeah, it's, I'm obsessed with that. I never miss it. I meditate. Sorry. I, before I get on the mat, I meditate for 20 minutes, seated, um, silent meditation, and then I move. And then, um, five days a week, after that, I, I body brush um, and I cover my body with, uh, uh, what is it, cocoa butter and shea butter. And then I take my dog to the beach and I walk on the beach for an hour to an hour and a half mindfully, as mindfully as I can. I've made a lot of friends out there now, so I try not to stop too long and talk to too many people. But very it's a posture walking that I do, which I'm actually going to start an offering, a beach walking um, group because this has been the most profound 
um, work that I do in my body. I have literally changed the entire structure of my body by walking barefoot on the beach. And I look forward to it every day. My core has never been stronger. I've never been taller. I've never been more present. And I'm in nature. I'm grounding. When it's nice out, I get in the water. So yeah, these are these are my things. And those days that I can't go to the beach, I take my dog for at least a 20 minute walk. Those are days I'm working. So um, yeah, that's kind of, those are my, and then at night, you know, my goal is to get in bed at eight and get to bed by nine. Um, that doesn't always work out cause I'm teaching or working, but, um, but yeah. And I journal, you know, five days a week, probably. I don't like to do anything dogmatically. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, Thank <laughs> you. And, and now I get why you have to wake up at five. Yeah, I was like adding up those numbers. And I'm like, I don't get up until 830. And it's true. I'm like, Oh, I need more time in my day to like, do the other things, but um, that I also <laughs> really need my sleep. So yeah. Um, yeah. cool. And what about so as a, you know, a posture mobility specialist, um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about, you know, we're now going into almost springtime. Um, are there any things that you have coming up or any ongoing things? And where can people learn more about your upcoming offerings? Mm, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm really wanting to start some virtual offerings. So this is what I'm in conversation about right now. And there'll be a, some different offerings that I'm putting out there. So I have, you know, I have local classes. If you're in Delray, I teach three times a week at Dandelight Studio, downtown Delray. And I have my Instagram is passion for posture, F-O-R. There's no spaces. And I have a link tree link. And so, um, you know, my information is there. And then I also put out free content, posture content on there as well. And so that would be just the best to see what's going on when you hear this podcast. And I'm really responsive. So if you want to work with me, send me a DM and I'll get back with you. And I'm really into um, curating specific programs for people uh, who really want the help. And, you know, I work with people that sit all day, people who drive. I have really great content for people who are in the car a lot. Uh, Anybody who's feeling very structured and scheduled, very masculine energy, right? You have to show up for things. You have to, you're very much in this 3D world. Um, I'm really passionate about sharing how to get into flow state, which is feminine there's no mental tools to get into flow state flow state is just being in your body and feeling and being present surrendering and trusting the present moment so i'm super passionate about helping people tap that because we live in a very structured world masculine is not bad it's needed but we're just over masculine so it's just about bridging that gap and kind of harmonizing the polarities a bit well, speaking of masculinity and harmonizing, um, I'm really excited that you are one of our nine teachers, one of our nine facilitators for the upcoming Harmony Through Menopause, which is May 3rd through 5th in Delray Beach at the Opal Grand, which is pretty much right across the street from the beach that you and I have walked <laughs> and hung out millions of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of beautiful synergy and energy there. So that, that makes me smile. And uh, I'm really excited for you to share, yeah, all of this, the pelvic floor work, the mobility. Mm-hmm. I mean, this retreat is focusing for mostly women 35 and up um, because perimenopause can start in the mid thirties or early forties. And mm-hmm. it is super important. And I, and I, you know, again, consciously created 
this idea that, you know, it's a holistic approach because mm-hmm. we know, and, and, you know, maybe some listeners know, but we're a whole body, right? Mm-hmm. We can't just have this one, uh, one size fits all. So in order to create this retreat, um, the intention was exactly that, to have experts in different areas, give these tools um, so the women can leave and, and use them and, and have mm-hmm. that support. So I'm really excited that you're a part of that. And I know everyone will learn all the great things that you have to offer. Um, and you. I will definitely put your Instagram and your website in the um, show notes so people can go back. <clears throat> if you like this episode and you want to hear more like them, please subscribe, follow, and share with your community. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, wishing you all good health, lots of love, and happiness. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Jess. I love you so much. So excited to collab. Mm-hmm. <laughs>